This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving in heaven, some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. It's thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it and start it. You know, it's funny, I'm sitting here and I know for a fact that I made all these show notes, all these points, all these things I was going to go into great detail and depth about, but sometimes I think it's just easier to just get straight to the point and keep it simple. Wrongly uh, enough, this is going to be a low-tech episode, but you know, I'm hoping that the meaning will still get across to everybody that's listening. So, these last couple of weeks have been very interesting in regards to black society and major events dealing with protection. And uh, some of those events have been good and uh, those events have been bad. So everybody knows what happened in uh, Alabama, the river riot or whatever you want to call it. The fact that you had a lot of black people bunched together to protect a brother of the community who actually worked for the riverboat uh i guess you could say the riverboat company that was out there um one of the sad things is especially seeing as how it could have prevented this whole entire fiasco or whatever you want to call it this riot if you will uh, those people that were there before have actually been known to cause issues and instead of the police trying to take care of them the police just asked the riverboat company to not press charges Rightly enough, the riverboat company that was there is a part of a government property, if you will, or a government, governmental company. So I just found it kind of ironic that the government is telling the government not to press charges. And lo and behold, here we go again. And they're causing issues, which resulted in physical altercations, which could have been prevented had charges been pressed a long time ago in the past. But the fact that you had a large group of people in black society step up to protect this dude who was also, I believe a riverboat captain uh, who was working another ship at the time. But nonetheless, you had a lot of black people step up to protect this dude. A lot of people are going to sit here and tell you that it's not a situation about race. A lot of people are going to sit here and tell you that it's just a lot of false falsehoods and a lot of things that don't pertain to the fact that, the media is not really going to cover it like they should have. And there's already kind of a backtrack on some of the, uh, some of the riverboat captain story, if you will, the guy that was actually captaining the boat, um, that was far away from the altercation. Uh, the boat could not park correctly near the pier. So, uh, that was mainly because there was, uh, another boat there blocking the, the full, uh, I guess you could say the full pier amount, for that boat to come in and park properly so they can let everybody off at the designated ramp areas everybody being the tourists that were on the riverboat but seeing as how that group of people decided to park their boat there and the riverboat captain said multiple times that, or rather he asked multiple times for them to move or come get their boat he even said that he was going to call the police nobody took him serious so here we are now this guy's asked him to move his stuff. The second riverboat captain asked him to move their boat 
please get out of the way, you know, just doing his job, basically. And you see everybody is out there swinging. It's just him by himself. That little hat goes up in the air and, you know, it's almost like a signal for a fight. So he starts fighting. He's fighting by himself. All of a sudden, instead of a whole gangbang going on, other people get involved. Now, the good thing about that is there's a lot of people that came to his aid when normally, like most of the people on the boat, they would just be recording and there wouldn't be anybody to help them. You, if it was still the same mindset, you'd literally have a bunch of people recording his beatdown or his death even without actually trying to even do anything. So it's still amazing and it's a, a great thing to see that community is actually sticking together especially the black community, because you never really see too much positive regarding a group of black people trying to protect one single black person from what looks to be a racially motivated event. I'm just saying media, the, the mainstream media isn't going to play that for you. The mainstream media is going to sit back in the cut, wait until they have some angle to twist it and then make it seem like it wasn't this, but it was that. But nonetheless, there you go. The sad thing is, after they went ahead and they got the people who were the main cause of the situation, they actually went back and they pressed charges on the guy that was using the chair to separate people from some of the other black individuals that were involved in the fight. They pressed charges against him, which is ironic because it's not like he's hit. He's swinging a chair like he's the rock. And uh, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but the rock, when he, Bash Ken Shamrock's face in a long time ago, back during the uh, Attitude Era of the WWE. Uh, there's a story online about that. And Ken told The Rock to give him everything he had. So if you imagine a steel chair going full force at somebody's face, that's not good. But that's also not what happened during this altercation. And yet, they decided to press charges on this man. Currently, I believe he's trying to fight back and find some form of justice he is out on bail and he has contacted lawyers so he's trying to make this move forward so i can find some more information i'll post it so we can support this brother and make sure that he does find some justice in this craziness right now but the main thing i'm trying to get as the strength of community on the plus side there's a bunch of strangers that got together to make this happen and protect this one person but on the minus side, you also have people who are part of a strong community that can still be invaded by predators. I'll probably do another show on this and I'll go more into full detail. But I just wanted to bring up the uh, the guy that they found in uh, it was in Texas. You know, I'm just going to keep these brief, but it, it was in Texas. There's a family that was living in an apartment complex. The father left his 11-year-old daughter home by herself. Uh, don't know if she was in school. Don't know what the situation was. All I know is that there was a father who was there, left his daughter at home. And it was a close-knit, supposedly a close-knit uh, apartment complex. So when he left his daughter home, he had his family members who also lived there come in and check on his daughter. They said she she was fine. All of a sudden, they can't find her. They're looking all over the apartment. They have no idea where she's at. Dad comes home. He's starting to look for her because she's still not there. Somehow, he got the inclination to look underneath the bed. 
and there was a body wrapped in a trash bag. She had been molested and left for dead and suffocated underneath her bed in a trash bag. So they did end up catching the dude that that caused this senseless death that did not need to even happen in the first place. And he had actually fled down to Louisiana in one of the parishes, I believe. So as of right now, I think that case is still going on. I do need to follow up on it. I'm still trying to find more information, but just the fact that he was part of the, uh, the apartment complex, uh, community, if you will, and everybody was pretty much chill and everybody pretty much didn't cause any trouble. But yet, as always, you got that one person that you got to watch out for. You know, it, it's every community is great and it's nice to be in a nice, quiet place that's safe. And for the most part, let's be honest, communities are going to be made up of people that are of the same racial background. If not, you know, it'll be a mix. But nonetheless, you people have a tendency to go to where they feel comfortable for the most part your average person gonna feel comfortable amongst their own people not trying to sound racist not trying to sound like i'm trying to stir the pot or anything but it just is what it is especially whenever you immigrate from another country you immigrate from another country the only people you have to trust are people that look like you because you don't know what's going on and with the way that this uh politically motivated uh, uh immigration is if you will where they're Bussing people to different areas and they're bringing them from the border and they're just they're playing a game of, of uh, cat and mouse, if you will, or, you know, just eat your own humble pie because there's a lot of immigrants that have been pushed up to the New York area. And there's a lot of things that's going on with the immigrants that are trying to make them, quote unquote, at home in the New York area. That's actually stirring the pot with the people that are there who can't get certain facilities or certain help with what they've been dealing with for years and the sad thing is i know that's going to cause a lot of friction between both communities to the point where there's probably it's a powder keg waiting to go off there's probably going to be a lot of situations that's going to pop off and it's not going to end well but when your politicians your politicians aren't really thinking about that they're looking at it like trying to hold other politicians accountable for what they're saying because they said that they can and they will take care of the immigrants who come from the border or anywhere else. I mean, it's not even a game. It's not even a, a focus on people anymore. It's a focus on how can we make this person eat their words and make them look like an idiot. And meanwhile, the pawns are the people that are affected by all this. They don't give a damn. They're going to do what they're going to do. At the end of the day, when politicians play games, the people are the ones that get hurt, but they're not the ones that pay the ultimate price because the politicians, yeah, they're going to end up paying some amount or whatever. You know, they don't, they're not going to lose as much as the people who are affected by it because at the end of the day, they're going to look at it like, well, it sucks to be you, but you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and continue to win this campaign and take care of my family because that's why I do this job and that's why I put myself in this position. Meanwhile, here you are with, I don't know, maybe dead family members, no house, nowhere to go, no idea what direction you need to start going towards. But that's the end result. Look at Maui, for God's sakes. Maui was pissed off. 
you know, they they dealt with f- environmental hazards to the point where some people are probably going to be questioning whether or not they're going to have a living environment to go back to. But yet they still don't have a solution. So it's the community that is going to have to stick together and is going to have to be strong. I bring uh, this this topic of uh, community is still very important to me because it's going to bring me to the final thing that's happened recently. Um, And again, I'll probably do a more in-depth episode on this. But there was the shooting that happened recently at a Dollar General. It could have, and I'm not even saying this is a good thing. It could have been worse because initially the shooter wanted to go onto a black HBCU campus and start shooting up people there. But a lot of people stood up and that community said, you know what? This dude looks real suspect. He got to go. Now, I don't know how he evaded the, uh, the security, if you will, but let's be real. Sometimes security isn't exactly the best thing out there. But nonetheless, he evaded security, decided to take his uh, racially motivated actions out on the people who were patroning Dollar General. And this screams a lot of similarities with Peyton Gendron. And he even had a lot of homages that were leaning towards Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, When he went in there with his AR-15, he had a lot of racially motivated uh i guess you could say imagery on it just like peyton gendron did um one of the remarks on the guns was talking about uh reparations there was some sort of uh i think it's like a nazi son or whatever that's uh, again another racially motivated uh iconography if you will but he was paying homages to these people and he decided to go into this area and start shooting black people even left a manifesto like Peyton Kendra so I'm tying all this together to basically say that there's a lot of people that when the uh, the riverboat riot happened if you will there's a lot of people that laughed there's a lot of people that made a lot of memes there's a lot of people that made jokes there was videos and I get it you want to celebrate a positive moment in black society because you don't usually see a lot of black people sticking together on the media, especially the mainstream media. But the one thing that you need to remember, especially in the light of this shooting and especially in something as similar as what happened to this, this poor unfortunate 11 year old. The one thing you need to remember is the fact that there are people out there that are willing to hurt you and they're going to try and hurt you. You need a strong communal focus in order to make sure that not just a neighborhood, but hell, if you can get it to the, the store up the block, I mean, anywhere, the communal focus needs to be on any threat, any credible threat that is seeking to do harm or seeking to do a lot of bad things to not just one person, but multiple people anywhere in that community. I mean, I know I might be asking for a whole lot. I know maybe I'm a a dreamer here, but hell, if, 
if that campus could have gotten word out that there was some crazy looking fool out there I think it might have even been wearing body armor on the campus, but nonetheless, if that campus could have put out an APB on that idiot, we might not have had a lot of people get killed in this Dollar General, if anybody at all. Now, I'm not saying they did do, they did put out an APB or they don't. I don't know the full story yet, but like I said, I will be covering it. But nonetheless, if the police would have been informed about this idiot and they could have done a search for him around the campus or outside the campus, wherever he may be. Maybe this could have prevented everything. I don't know. But it is our job as a community to watch out for one another. In all honesty, as sad as that story is about the 11-year-old, if there's family living in that, that apartment complex, I'm highly questioning why that 11-year-old didn't go with that family. It still bothers me. But again, that comes with having a strong community. I knew I grew up and anytime we had neighbors that needed help, we would help them out just like they'd help us out because we had a strong sense of community. We cared about everybody in that community, just like we need to care about anybody, anybody and everybody in our community now, because I can guarantee you some of these neighborhoods we live in. You have not met your neighbors. I believe I did a show on this before, but nonetheless, if you have not met your neighbors in these communities, it's time to start changing that because we can ill afford to let anything like this happen again. And if you ask me, the unfortunate twist is even though we stood up and we stood out during this, this riverboat riot, the unfortunate thing is, Racism, systemic racism does not forget. It doesn't matter if it's a big W or little W, it's always looking to win. And as you can see, based on this racially motivated shooting, one way or another, it's going to happen. There's going to be a W. At the end of the day, you cannot afford to let it happen to you. So make sure that you watch out for yourself, watch out for your family, get training, especially firearm training, just get situational awareness training. I mean, whatever you need to do to make sure that you can walk out that door and come back in one piece with nothing missing. So you can hug your loved ones. You can tell them you love them another day. Whatever you have to do is what you need to be focusing on right now. Because the time for laughing, the time for joking has long been over especially in our black community, because we can ill afford to celebrate one small victory because the struggle is still going on. So please take care of yourselves, take care of your families, take your life serious and find ways to protect yourselves and know who's in your community and watch out for all of them. Because at the end of the day, we all we got. It's the Black Powder Podcast, let's get it splitting. We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth Every future black gun owner, we're spreading the news We do it legal, we're moving regal and blessing the people Some hopes for the culture, we keep it locked like guns in our holster Holding it down as we're loading the rounds If they were nervous back then, right. then they're gonna be scared of us now Black Powder Podcast, we'll be back in a while yeah.